0: Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy winning journalist from the White House to War Zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show.
1: And the list goes on and on and on. And I am talking about issues in America today. People are disheartened. And this president doesn't seem to have a clue. So tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, I want to take your calls as to what you think are the biggest issues plaguing President Biden. And why do you think his numbers are in the tank? Because his poll numbers are sinking faster than the Titanic. They are really doing bad. And there's a lot of issues that are on his plate. Case in point, we've been talking about the baby formula, the fact you couldn't even figure out how to get baby formula, gas issues, border issues, crime issues, certainly foreign policy. I mean, I don't think there's anybody in America who says, God, the country's really doing well right now as inflation is skyrocketing, the Dow dropped now it's been eight consecutive weeks they haven't had a drop like this in 90 years so tonight we're going to be taking your calls and the number the new number for you guys to call on tonight by the way everybody is 833-969-4447 that's 833-969-4447 and i want to hear your thoughts tonight as to why you think that President Biden is in the tank and why is he just like seems to be clueless on so many issues. It's like on the crime issue, he doesn't even want to address really that there's rising crime. It seems to be like what rising crime? There have been these cases of late with lots of teenagers, in fact, that have been dealing with major, major crime issues of random shootings and stray shootings. I'm going to play later in the show this unbelievable audio that took place in Palo Alto, California, and a young girl caught in the crossfire, and you hear her screaming and begging for help and saying, please, 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 uh, help me, help me, help me. I mean, this is sort of, to me, emblematic of how bad the situation is in America with crime Democrats not addressing that. Also, this comes at a time where we know that they are preparing for maybe what could be, sadly, a summer of rage with more protests ahead as this decision could be coming down at any minute on the Roe v. Wade decision. We know the reaction when it was just the draft. But when the actual decision comes down, people are bracing for tensions riding high and especially if it comes down, as many suspect, that it will overturn Roe v. Wade and then send the decision back to the states, well, then, wow, it is going to be a blockbuster. And they are expecting a lot of heightened tensions, potential violence. There are already threats against Supreme Court justices. So it's going to be a messy Ugly summer. I wish I could say otherwise, but it doesn't seem to be the case. And then in the middle of it all, let's look at gas prices. Let's look at your pocketbook. How many of you, when you go to the gas station and you go, oh my gosh, I can't believe it is costing this much money. The average price per gallon right now, guys, this is amazing. $4.59 per gallon. And a lot of people are predicting it's going to go up to $6 a gallon. And there are some people who say in California alone, it could go up to $10 a gallon. Can you believe that? Can you ever imagine that we would ever get to the point where we would say, hey, maybe it's going to get to $10 a gallon or at least even up to $6 a gallon, which a lot of people think is a realistic amount? We're already at four fifty-nine. dollars is so much more than it was under President Trump. And again, it's this president's policies. It's his green energy policies that he continues to go over and over again. It's the fact that he moved this country away from energy independence to energy dependence on the other side, and so he did all of these things, and yet he will not admit that his policies and somehow contributed to it. We're talking about importing, you know, gas and oil from Venezuela, a dictator you put us in this position where we're looking at going to a dictatorial regime. I mean, you know, it's like this is unbelievable that this would happen in America. We should be supplying the world with oil and gas, Europe with oil and gas. Then they wouldn't have had these issues with Russia. Then they wouldn't have had to rely on Russian oil. And it wouldn't be such a mess that they're cutting them off because they don't want to be a part of Russian oil understandably. But had we been in a different position, so many things would have changed. And this president, whether it's Afghanistan, he never admits he's wrong there, never admitted he's wrong with anything with Ukraine. I contend that, yes, we need to protect Ukraine. We need to protect freedom. But on the other hand, I also think, gosh, had we spent a lot of money to begin with, maybe then we wouldn't be spending the tens of billions of dollars now. Because I do believe we need to protect Ukraine for freedom, for democracy, so Russia doesn't run all through that country and then continue into NATO countries, which are right there. But think about maybe how things might have been different if Joe Biden didn't sort of go, oh, gosh, I can't believe it looks like uh, President Putin has decided to go into Ukraine. He was only amassing 70,000 troops at the border forever. It's like he doesn't seem to accept anything. Any sense of responsibility. And when people ask him, he's like, oh, you know what? I don't I'm not a mind reader. I mean, he gives this flip answer like I'm not a mind reader on COVID. I'm not a mind reader on baby formula. I'm not a mind reader on the border. Um, I'm not a mind reader on gas. I'm not a mind reader on on any of these things. He clearly thinks that he has no culpability And to me, that is outrageous. What are your thoughts, everybody? This night, uh, we're taking your calls on this number, everybody. It's a new number tonight to call, 833-969-4447, 833-969-4447. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Meantime, here's a GOP senator, and here he is calling out the Biden administration because he says, This is outrageous. And the old blame game just doesn't wash with a lot of people. An administration whose plan is to blame anybody but them and their policies.
2: Joe Biden seems to be willing and committed to keeping the cost of energy high. Quit telling us that you're trying to help us with this inflation problem when you continue to restrict our ability to produce energy in this country.
0: This is what Biden promised he would do. And it may be the only campaign promise he made that he's actually delivered on.
1: And he's delivering big time you guys. He is definitely delivering big time in terms of a big blow to the economy. And people are predicting that the average family is going to spend $5,000 on gas this year think about that five thousand dollars on gas and prior to this they were spending anywhere from like a thousand to eighteen hundred that's a huge huge difference in the american consumers wallet think about all the things you could do with that kind of cash and to spend it as we're heading into the summer months and people want to travel they want to get out there are stories that they are looking at rationing now are we a third world country I mean, this is a staggering to me where I'd never thought of my lifetime. And I was a young kid during the 70s, you know, but here it is. We're talking about the idea that we may be, quote, rationing baby formula. We might be, quote, rationing gas. I mean, this is unbelievable. This is what you do in Cuba. That's what you do in some of these other countries. This is America. This is out. But if you listen to Joe Biden and his team, it's all Putin's fault, despite the fact that these problems were happening well before the invasion of Ukraine. But listen to the finger pointing here, guys. Take a listen. You may have noticed this week that your gas prices have gone up. I want to talk to you a little bit about why.
3: A lot of it has to do with Vladimir Putin.
4: Need to be honest with the American people, (laughs) the battle for freedom has its cost here at home as well. People are already, already feeling Putin's price hikes at the pump. The larger issue about Putin's
5: tax—that's a, a, that's really Putin's gas hike. That's his gas hike. This so much of this uh, increase in the gas tax uh, gas uh, price started uh, in, uh, weeks leading up to what happened there.
1: Wow. And Whoopi Goldberg, part of the, quote, mainstream media at The View, I think is like so many other Democrats who are just giving him a free pass. They just say, oh, he's just doing the best he can. Take a listen. Everybody is suffering, but let's place it in the places that it belongs. Right. Okay.
6: Gas prices aren't bad because of anything Biden did. It's just what he's going to absorb.
1: Mm -hmm. People want baby food, baby stuff, that also is not on him. That's on Abbott. Mm -hmm. But I noticed that when people talk about these things, specifically what you were just saying, Mm -hmm. nobody ever says, you know, here's the cause of this,
6: and here's how we have to fight this.
1: That is outrageous. The media saying, oh, he didn't have anything to do with it. There's a lot of other members of the media, even on the Democratic side, that are finally going, you know, Mr. President, wait a minute. And numbers are this. What do you think? At, at some point, they're kind of like, well, it doesn't really make sense that he's going after Putin when it started blank. And even reports are circulating about now Hunter Biden's laptop. NBC's covering it. Maybe the mainstream media is finally waking up although it doesn't look like Whoopi has 1-800-848-9222 one 848 let's go to jc on line two in pennsylvania go ahead jc your thoughts about this hey jc can you hear me yeah
7: i i can read i'm sorry so first of all you're about right on the money if you think of it i i drive about 250 days uh a year I go to work, and I'm averaging right now $20 a day. So that's $5,000 right there without without my wife's gas and without my weekend travel. So you're right. Now, whoopie Goldberg. Okay? And and by the way, so- JC,
1: before I let you go, that is a big amount. I mean, $5,000 is huge money. We're not talking $5. We're talking, as you know, 5000 That adds up a lot, right? I mean, you feel it.
7: Oh, man, I feel it bit Now, Whoopi Goldberg, okay, is that the best that the string media could get? She should go to work for Lori Deadbrain in Chicago because I can't believe they have somebody so stupid on the news that are directing people and telling them things, like people that are not educated or young. Listen to this lady. It's crazy. But it's really simple why. Joe Biden's tanking because, number one, he never tells the truth. He never delivers the goods. He always blames everybody else. He's a liar forever. And he doesn't do anything to complement the true values of American people.
1: Yeah, and he seems to be working against America. A lot of his policies are, at least, you know, and to me, it doesn't make any sense at a time where, you know, you know, say, wait a minute, look, I, I made a mistake. Uh, that would have been refreshing. I'd love to see a politician say that. And it's pretty clear right now he still is set on his green energy deal. As if right now in this crisis with Ukraine and everything that he's, he's going to use this to say, oh, gosh, well, this shows why we shouldn't be relying on it. No matter how much of a crisis we're in. This shows that we shouldn't be relying on it, and even if it's ten years till we get green energy, windmills are going to solve everything. It's like what? It's like he's in like an Alice in Wonderland. And then, in addition to that, with the border, why would you have an open border at a time like this, JC? It does not make any sense at a time where we're so worried about security, we're so worried about threats to the homeland. Uh, We're heading into what is going to be, people are describing as sort of sadly, a summer of rage with many protesters who are probably not going to be happy with the Supreme Court decision. And that's really scary. You got that. You got race issues. You got all this stuff. And he seems to be like, you know, no problem, like no big deal. He doesn't seem to be concerned. And to me, that frightens me because he is our president. He's still our president, at least for a few more years Um, And right now, it is just such a disaster. And and it scares me. It scares me how vulnerable I think we are to outside threats as a result of what he is doing. And people, when they don't have money and they're stretched thin, then we – and there's no – you know, they're not getting support from law enforcement. Um, You know, people are, obviously, but I'm talking about law enforcement feels like the administration doesn't really have their back. So, you got all these elements. That is a really bad cauldron. And that to me is really scary. And it, it's surprising for somebody who is an American president. He seems to have his priorities so out of whack. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. 833 969 4447 is the number to call tonight. 833 969 4447. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show.
0: It's the Rita Cosby Show.
1: It was a beautiful day, down. And I think President Biden is running down a dream because he is dreaming if he thinks the situation in America Is doing okay. I don't know anybody, you know? And I have friends on all sides of the political aisle, guys. And I go, and even Democrats who were really excited about President Biden uh, in 2020, they're having buyer's remorse. They're like, anybody but Biden now seems to be the message. They're like, we can't take it anymore. And they feel it, not just at the gas pump with huge numbers and sky-high numbers, but they also are seeing it when they go to the grocery store. They see when you go to the clothing store. Things are just so much more expensive. And items are often hard to find, too. You go to a store and you're like, how come I can't find X? How come I can't find X? And again, I've traveled to a lot of countries, guys. I've been to places like Cuba and other countries where you see that they have a ration card. And they say, okay, you can get like half a loaf of bread. You can get, uh, you know, one baby formula. You can get one this, one, one this. It's almost like that, and that's really scary because some economists are saying that things are so bad that we may be headed to a place where we may have to ration certain items in the United States, including gas. Can you imagine that we're at a place where, with a serious discussion, top economists are saying it may get to this? And there are also reports that as we're heading into the summer months now, you know, look, Memorial Day is right around the corner Uh, There's so many vacations. People are just excited to get out and do something, and the weather's nice. You want to go on a short trip, take a drive somewhere, and guess what? A lot of people in the last week or two have said that they have canceled their vacation plans because the cost of gas is just so unrealistic, and the cost of other items is so unrealistic that it is just not feasible at this time. And boy, what a sad state of affairs. Right now in this country, and it did not have to be this way. That's what bothers me. There is no concession from this president that he played a role in any of the policies leading to this moment. And virtually all of the problems he actually created but will not admit it. He's easy to point the finger at everybody else, and he needs to start looking at the mirror. The number to call tonight, guys, the new number tonight is 833 969 Four seven eight three three nine six nine four 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 seven, and you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to line one, David in Los Angeles. Go ahead, David.
8: You know I'm going to give you the single reason I believe Biden's approval ratings are dropped. But first, Whoopi Goldberg, what a disgrace! At least Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi are blaming Putin because it's their job and they want to get reelected. You know, or not, or save the party. Whoopi Goldberg, she is, what a tool. ABC Disney, which owns The View, it's not even an entertainment company anymore. It's a propaganda arm of the left wing Communist Democrat Party. It's disgusting. Uh, they ruined Star Wars and now they ruined The View. But I'm going to tell you the reason. For Joe Biden's. Don't touch, by the to way, don't even, touch
1: Star Wars. I, I agree with you, David. I agree with you. That is that is hot turf. Go ahead.
8: <laughs> oh, Rita, you have no idea. YouTube is a blaze of people all day and night just complaining how they ruined it. And um, I won't get into the reasons, but it, it's its own cottage industry. Um, now, the Ukraine, now, now for Joe Biden's numbers to drop further, that means now it has to be even the left wing commies. Democrats that are like throwing in the towel on Biden. Now it's not because of Ukraine, because they blame Putin. The border crisis, well, you know, WABC listeners care about that, but your average person thinks, well, that's okay. We're all God's people, and they don't think it is going to affect them at home. I,
1: I uh, by the time. way, by the way, David, I actually disagree. I think that people do tremendously care, Republicans and Democrats, because I, you know, I have discussions with both. And there are I have a lot of Democratic friends who are very concerned about it and are worried about this Title 42. See, I think also once Title 42 is lifted, if it gets lifted, as it looks like it's going to be lifted, we don't know. But if it does get lifted and it could get lifted, by the way, as early as next week. And guess where President Biden's going to be? He's not going to be in the country. He's going to be thousands of miles away. He's going to be in Asia. He's not going near the border. But I think if we start seeing these huge caravans. Of people like we saw under the Del Rio Bridge, I think that is going to really backfire on the Democrats. And I don't think that people are going to go, God, isn't that great? We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. 833
0: 969 4447. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue.
1: And in tonight's Back the Blue segment where we honor our great men and women in law enforcement. I love doing this segment every night here on the show because, boy, do they deserve the recognition. A powerful story coming from our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. President Joe Biden awarded the Medal of Valor to 15 public safety officers including nine police officers and six firefighters this week. Two of the police honorees died in the line of duty. The ceremony took place in the White House's East Room, and the president recognized the first responders for their acts of bravery in the line of duty. Take a listen here. Here is the president talking about honoring these heroes.
4: I want to say a special thanks to, the, to you all for being here, because I know it's hard. And uh, but understand all the people in this room and all the people listening, they understand the sacrifices that not only that, uh, that uh, your spouse made, your son made, but, uh, but you make every day and all the families that are here. Like I said, when that alarm goes off. When the bell sounds, you all wish them well, but you know when you worry. Thank you for all you do.
1: And I'm happy to see the president saying that, but he also should be supporting police even more. And he should be condemning those in his party that have been still talking about defunding the police. And it seems like every time there's an issue when it comes to an officer or an African-American, he seems to play the race card. And we are seeing that over and over again, and that seems to be the case with so many of the things he is doing, so many of his policies. He said, "Okay, gosh, we just talked to David, by the way, who had called about the issue at the border, and I contend it's a big, big issue." Um, But the question is, when people say, "Well, gosh, maybe we should secure the border," the administration says, "Okay, you're racist, or I have a problem with critical race theory. Talk to my, you know, daughter or son at school. You're a domestic terrorist. You're a racist." Well, Michael Goodwin, the prominent New York Post commentator, had this to say about what seems to be a very familiar pattern by this president of the blame game. Take a listen.
8: I thought the the president's speech the other day was fine Uh, in Buffalo up to a point. He said some things that needed to be said by the president and then he went over that line and he basically linked January 6th and Buffalo as the same sort of thing and i think that that is just disgraceful it's shameless it's it's it it means he doesn't care about any Issue he might want to make, whether it's say more gun control or anything like that, he will sacrifice that on the altar of scoring cheap points and trying to paint Republicans with the racism brush. I think it's I think it's beneath the office, but unfortunately, it's not beneath Joe Biden.
1: Yeah, and that is trouble. It's like okay, it's people being racist. It's people uh, that don't see that it's all Putin's fault. There is no internal self-reflection. I mean, to me, it is astounding, the blame game and the finger-pointing by this president as his numbers are plummeting, and people are just fed up. They're just sick of hearing this. And it comes at a time right now where things are so bad. Crime is so intense. I want to play a little clip. This is of a young girl who was caught in the crossfire when somebody opened fire at a at a park that she was hanging out in, uh, and suddenly you just hear shots ring out, and she is begging for help. This is an indication of sort of the climate in America, and this president is not addressing this he's not talking about it. It to me is astounding, and this is in Palo Alto, California. Listen to this dramatic audio, and it will just break your heart to hear this little girl <laughs> Wow. Fortunately, she was okay, but she was just crying and begging for help. And that situation, sadly, is happening over and over again in so many cities across this country. And if you listen to Democrats, even after the Buffalo shooter, and we're going to talk about that later on in the show tonight, there are a lot of developments that are happening there. Well, even in that case, they're not talking about mental illness. They're not necessarily going after well, let's see, maybe should parents have a bigger role? Should there be other things that are going on here? No, it's all about, gosh, if we ban guns, then we'll be able to solve this problem. And it's almost like like a, a quick fix, just like he is with energy. Oh, gosh, well, we canceled gas and oil in this country, energy independence, and we're going to go for green energy. No problem. And we're just going to keep on going even though it is putting us in a catastrophic situation. And same thing with crime. At a catastrophic situation, sure, you don't want illegal guns to go into the wrong hands, but you also got to clamp down on repeat offenders and recidivists. What the heck are you doing? Why is everything sort of this one path that works for them politically as opposed to doing what is right for America and what's right for the world? To me, it is disgusting. The number to call tonight here on the Rita Cosby Show is 833-969-4447, 833-969-4447. Let's go to BJ on line one. BJ, your thoughts about Biden in free fall? Hello. Hey, BJ, there you are. Go ahead, BJ.
2: There you go. We got cut off. You know, the the Democrat Party, uh, uh, they are a wholly owned subsidiary of the communist movement. I mean, when you uh, destroy a country and open up their borders and flood it with uh, fentanyl and illegal aliens, most of which have, uh, or many of which, have nefarious purposes, you cause shortages, and you have people in the Democrat media, uh, such as uh, that show that you aired uh, with the uh, the ex-comedian and Nancy Pelosi, None of these things affect people of that wealth. So, for instance, if they have to pay twenty dollars for a gallon of gas, they could care less. But the person who has to pay that, who doesn't have access to that money, that's who it really hurts. They they have no problem uh, because they're they're ensuring their lifelong employment in government. Uh, Kathy Hochul gets a billion dollars for the uh, Buffalo Stadium. It's not her money. It's your money. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband is an extremely wealthy guy, a billionaire. Uh, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, who uh, is on that horrible show that years ago, I don't know what's happened to c- the cultural standards. Years ago, that would be taken off the air, period. That's a hate fest, that show. I never watch it. I haven't watched probably in about 15 years, and it was only by accident that I ever came across it. They spew this vile, uh, uh, anti-American propaganda every morning. They serve it up with your your, uh, bagel and coffee, and they get away with this. So um, I turned it all off now. I think you're the only person I listen to you and and maybe Mark Levin.
1: Well, thank you very much. Um, And you know what? I hear what you're saying because you're right. It's like this one-trick. Pony, And you're right. They are so out of touch. You know, and Nancy Pelosi, remember, who didn't like when there were a number of GOP members of Congress who were trying to, you know, clamp down on insider trading basically by members of Congress so they can't hold stocks. It was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't touch that because we make millions upon millions of dollars. And even if it costs her $5,000 more, which is what a lot of people are estimating, this new cost of gas. Um, even if it caused that, to her, it is a drop in the bucket. And how sad is that? You know, how sad is that, that they pretend to be sort of the party of the people, and yet uh, there is such an unbelievable disconnect and arrogance. Um, and it kind of goes back to the, even some of the rhetoric we've even heard of late. It's like this this extreme ultra MAGA, like you're extreme ultra MAGA if you don't want the borders to be wide open and to allow, you know, criminal elements to come in unvaccinated into this country, and you're extreme ultra MAGA, you know. If you want to make sure that recidivists and repeat offenders stay behind bars, you know, you're extreme ultra MAGA. If you want to have America energy independent again and actually selling to other countries, it's like it, it, this labeling, but it's it's this condescension, you know, that that we saw even with Hillary Clinton, you know, with the deplorables, and it's like, oh, you know, who are they, you know, and, and yet. On the surface, they want to act like they are the ones of the people. Um, great, great points. Thank you so much, BJ. Those were great, great points. Let's go to Christine online, too. Christine, your thoughts about Biden plummeting in the polls and the disconnect that we're talking about um, from people in the Democratic side. Hey, Christine, are you there?
9: Hi, good evening,
1: Ms. Cosby. Hi there, Christine. You're there on the, you're here on the show. What are your thoughts? We're talking about Biden in free fall. And also, BJ was just saying that the Democrats just seem completely disconnected, uh, as is this president. He doesn't seem to be aware. You know, like, in fact, there were comments that he made about inflation, Christine. Like, over the summer, it was yep. like, you know, this was, you know, last year. Oh, it's temporary. All these things are temporary. What are you talking about? It was almost like... What crime? What inflation? What problems? What uh, do you mean? Well, you, you know, what do you this think? This
9: is all on purpose. This is all on purpose.
1: Someone's pulling Biden's
9: um, puppet. Someone, he's a puppet for somebody. This is all a deliberate act to make us a communist country. It's aided by because the mainstream media is the, they're the militant wing of the Democrat Party. And even with all this... There is still something I'm going to go to my grave. I won't be able to forgive Biden for. It's not because remember when he came out with he's going to for all the transgender rights. Well, I'm a transgender woman and I'm a second class citizen to begin with, but I'm a conservative trans woman. That makes me a third class citizen in this country. And all this attention he put on us created all this anti-trans sentiment. It's made our lives miserable. It's bad enough now we have to spend $140 on the weekly groceries when it was $80 two years ago. And who knows what the gas prices are now. as They go up every day.
1: Let let me ask you, by the way, Christine, you brought up an interesting point. And and you said you're a transgender woman. Um, Yes. You believe that all, like some of his policies have made it more difficult for you because, what, he's focusing on it as opposed to treating everybody equal?
9: Yeah. We're the political football it's my finding that even in the LGBT community, it's the people on the left that are creating the issues too. You know, like with the schools, I'm one that says Governor DeSantis did not go far enough. He said the um, the um sex and gender diversity from kindergarten through third grade, that should be extended well into uh, middle school, maybe even high school. You know, kids shouldn't be taught this in their school. If there's a kid with a, uh gender identity problem or sex sexual um, preference problem that's between the child, the
1: parent, the family's doctors and therapists. Now Christine, how many about the school? let me ask you, there's a lot of people who agree with you. Um how many people that you know of are transgender and conservative, um, like you? Uh believe it or not, there's more of us than we think and we do there is like
9: a lot of um stuff brewing between the liberals and
1: tra- and the conservative trans people. Well, that's where You know, yeah, by there's... the way, what, what kind of stuff? Like, uh, you mean politically, obviously. Well, politically, yes. Yeah, this is they interesting. It's, it's interesting to hear your perspective, Christine, because um, it's so important. And also your thoughts about, you know, DeSantis and not going far enough um, because you – You know, you have decisions in your own life, but you feel differently, obviously, about young children, which a lot of people do, too. You want to be protective of young kids. Um, The problem
9: is that, I'm sorry, the problem is that if you're teaching this to kids in school, they're going to think that gender diversity is cool. It's not. Nobody chooses to be transgender. And and living with uh, gender dysphoria is brutal. I don't wish it on anybody.
1: Wow. Well, uh, listen, I just want to say I so appreciate your candor and your honesty and coming forward and calling tonight. It's so powerful to hear your voice um, and how courageous you are to talk about all of this. That's something that's so personal to you, too. Um, Christine, thank you very much. You got to call back again. Really loved and appreciated your perspective. It was really wonderful. Thank you very, very much. Let's go to Sammy from Online 3. Sammy, your thoughts about all this? Wow. Hey, Sammy, you there? Yeah. Hey, Sammy, go ahead. Um, What do you think about – we're talking about Biden's policies, and it was so interesting hearing from Christine. She thinks DeSantis didn't go far enough, and she's a transgender conservative by her own description. Really interesting because she said, you know, there's a lot of people out there who just think it is so over the top. They're so consumed with a lot of these, um, you know, gender identity, PC, all this other stuff – and yet they're not focused on gas prices. They're not focused on border. The president hasn't even been to the border, Sammy. I mean, this is astounding yeah. that the country, the fact when I look at the numbers of what's happening to this country, whether it's migrant numbers, whether it's stock market, whether it's gas prices, this is really a dangerous place for America that is always sort of the beacon in the world economically and freedom-wise. Uh, we're not doing so well in the economic department, Sam, you know, Sammy, at this point.
10: yes, you know, if you take a look, when President Trump uh, was kicked out and stolen from him, the, the voting, the next day, all of a sudden, everything turned bad. I know in my central New Jersey area, I know a lot of uh, officers and detectives, and they follow a pattern. And if you look at everything, you see not just from the Democrat Party, but it's all coming from Hussein Obama. He's pulling the strings, and Biden—you can't say anything to him because he's laughing behind his sunglasses. He's a phony, and he just—he's a puppet, and he's a stone-faced person. He doesn't give a darn. Like you said, he has money, and they—they're hitting everything: the kids' education, price of, of 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 milk for babies, the gas pumps, clothing, until they destroy America. Obama was was famous for saying that he's—he read clearly the Third Reich, and uh, and Mein Kampf. He's trying to duplicate it in this country and destroy America.
1: Well, if I will say, and by that, the way, Sammy...
10: Together, they have to get Ted Cruz, and they, everybody has to impeach these guys.
1: Wow. And that's the only way it's going to fix. Now, that's Sammy, the only way you're going to fix it. And Sammy, by the way, a lot of people are talking... It's interesting you bring up the word impeach. A lot of people are talking about maybe going after Mayorkas for that because... First and foremost, he clearly is not doing a good job on the border. I mean, to me, it's a, it's just it is shocking uh, that he is the Department of Homeland Security secretary. And it's like, what's that? What's security? Um, and clearly, Obama definitely had a role in picking Kamala Harris. No question about that. And she's been a disaster, too. The only person who I could say is beating uh, Biden in bad poll numbers is Kamala Harris. Her numbers are even worse. And it's like she doesn't want anything to do. She doesn't want to go to the border. She doesn't want to do this. She doesn't want to do that. And that puts us all in a horrible, really perilous position. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. What do you attribute President Biden's disastrous poll numbers? And where do you think this is headed? And what do you think also, by the way, is going to happen in November? Do you think that many people are saying it's going to be a bloodbath for the Democratic Party? In other words, the Republicans are going to do well do you think that people are so fed up, as Christine is and Sammy and others who have been calling in, where do you see this going? And are you surprised that here it is, President Biden, everything, it's either Putin's fault, it's racism, and there is no self-reflection. Give him a mirror, guys, 833-969-4447, and you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show.
0: This is The Rita Cosby Show.
1: You are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Senator Roger Wicker asks one question that I think the answer is no, 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 no. Take a listen to what he is asking the country. And I'm curious if there's anybody out there that would answer yes to this. Take a listen.
0: Today, under President Biden and the Democrats, it costs 43% more to fill up your car than it did just one year ago. The cost of meat, fish, and eggs has gone up by nearly 14%. It will cost you 22% more for a new car and 11% more for electricity. Add that to the crisis on our border, instability abroad, and a radical social agenda. Our country's problems continue to pile up. And despite these repeated failures, President Biden is still forging ahead with the same liberal agenda. The question today for every American is this. Are we better off now than we were before President Biden took office? More and more Americans are answering with a clear no.
1: And I would say no, 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 no. Not just no. No, 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 no. Is there anybody out there who actually thinks the country's better? If it is, I want to hear from you because you need a lobotomy. It's 833 969 four seven let's go to line one wilfred there in newark new jersey and you know i keep thinking about what senator wicker is saying that you look at the numbers you look at inflation you look at all the problems and it's like is anybody out there thinking that the country's better and that's really what you think about when you go to the voting booth are we in a better place or boy do we need change uh wilfred on line one what do you think
10: Now here's what I think. I think they're trying to destroy America like there was a Khrushchev. You remember him, Khrushchev, from Russia, uh, Prime Minister or whatever?
1: Nikita Khrushchev. I know who you mean. Absolutely.
10: And they asked him one time, they said, hey, you can never, you know, defeat America in a war. He said, no, America's going to rot like a rotten apple just rot from the inside is what they're doing to us now trying to change the culture and come up with these weird things that do a system boys boy scouts and girl scouts together
1: yeah and you know what's also do you believe that it is sort of a rotting from the inside wilfred you know like you're talking about i mean they just seem, when they I think about see. open borders and I think about it's like it defies logic. It's like, why would you do these things? If you are if you care about the country, you don't have to be MAGA. They they seem to think that that's a bad word. I, I think America being great is a great thing. Um, but even yeah. if you're not MAGA, you should still care about the country first, don't you think, Wilfred? Yes, but they don't care about the country. What they want to do is destroy it like... You
10: know, when they do different things, like they came out with a, everybody gets a trophy for the game. You
1: know, oh, everybody, you know, when, when I was a kid, it was fixing stones to break my bones. but you can say all kinds of stuff to me. Absolutely. Whoa. You're right. We didn't get free trophies. I agree, Wilfred. Great call, Wilfred. Thanks so much. We're going to continue with your calls and also new developments in Buffalo.
0: Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to War Zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show.
1: I know your name is Rita, your smelling sweet, Since when I saw you down on the floor. Guitar, And we got a glimpse of the killer in court. This is the 18-year-old guy, and we're going to talk about this later on. In the show, this is the Buffalo supermarket shooting where Peyton Gendron, uh, 18 years old, this guy, just horrible, racist, loony, uh, never should have had access to a gun, never should have been out on the streets. They were interviewing him after he was talking about opening fire on his school. And they say, oh, that's okay after a day and a half uh, that was last year. And then he's able to buy a gun legally. I mean, there are so many questions. And now we're getting more details, too, because he was in court today and he was actually uh, formally. They announced the indictment that the grand jury had reached on first degree murder charges. There should be multiple ones. He allegedly killed 10 people, injured many others. Uh, There hopefully will be hate crimes added to it. So it becomes a federal case. Um, And New York doesn't have the death penalty. But he could get significant, significant time behind bars. He's pled not guilty. So I want to hear your thoughts as to where you think he's going. They didn't do a mental evaluation. They kind of canceled a mental evaluation, which normally takes place, um, and decided not to do it, to waive it at this point. That's interesting, too. And also, again, he pled not guilty. There's also so many questions about this case. My heart is so broken for the Buffalo community. I've spent a lot of time up in Buffalo. I love Buffalo. It's a great community. I was one of the grand marshals for the Polish parade there in Buffalo for a couple of years in a row. Big, huge Polish community. And the people are beautiful. I've met the mayor there many times. He's marched with me uh, in the parade. Um, And so many people of all different faiths and, you know, races and creeds come out. And it's so heartbreaking to see what had happened in Buffalo. And now there's so many questions about this case. Um, Not just why did this guy get a gun? Why did those red flag laws didn't work? New York's red flag laws clearly aren't working in this case. Um, Also, now one of these employees there at the store says that she called up and she's there like crouching behind one of the counters, whispering to a 911 operator and saying, you know, he's here. Uh, Please hurry up and get here. And she says that this 911 dispatcher basically hung up on her and basically said, why are you whispering? Like, what's wrong with you, lady? You know, like, can you speak up? And the woman's like, "Uh, he's shooting. He's shooting. She's like whispering, crouching down, trying to hide from the shooter, according to her story. Now, that person has been put on leave. Um, They're evaluating temporarily, seeing it as an internal investigation, administrative leave. Um, And if that person indeed did do that, that person should be fired. To me, that is outrageous. The other thing we're also learning is that now 15 people at least, according to multiple reports, saw this shooter's massacre plan before he did it. And I want to hear your thoughts tonight. Um, And we're going to talk about this later on in the show If you think something should come of that, I think there's a responsibility. You know, I mean, we're getting into a little bit of a slippery slope, but if somebody suddenly is on your sort of private social media group, it was this group called Discord that they put out there, and about 30 minutes before, apparently he was having this diary that he was adding these horrible thoughts of what he was doing and his plan and he was scouting out the locations apparently for months even, they believe. He's been in the store a lot of times. All these things were going on. And then it turns out that about 30 minutes before he goes on the shooting and he live streams it, but he puts it up on his, like, group chat, if you will. Like, here's my plan of what I'm about to do. It's all laid out there. Obviously, he had been planning it for a long, long time. It's written out there in lengthy detail. But I want to know, what did these people do, too? Because good people need to say something. What are you doing? And what else was he saying in the chat room before he put up these plans? Like, what was he saying a couple weeks ago? What was he saying a couple days ago before the shooting? Were there indications in there that they just either thought it was, you know, didn't believe him? Or maybe he didn't say anything up until that last minute. But that's pretty weird. This guy, it sounds like he had a lot of horrible, despicable thoughts was voicing it, had some sort of private group. So what were they talking about? Daisies for a year or two? And then suddenly, hey, I'm going to do this at the supermarket? And did anybody there that saw that, they believe, according to multiple reports now, that at least 15 people in this group saw his plans that he put up 30 minutes before. So if law enforcement can prove that somebody did see these plans, and didn't say anything, what do you think should happen to them? I think it's an interesting topic because if you see somebody and they say, hey, I'm going to go do this, don't you think there's something that should be done? Good law abiding citizens should be doing something. I mean, what kind of twisted person is in a group and somebody puts that up and you don't go and you go, oh, okay, no big deal? I mean, th- there's something really seriously wrong here and something odd. About All of this. And I just feel like there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. I want to hear your thoughts about that later on here in the Rita Cosby show. Meantime, this suspect, the 18 year old guy who opened fire on that supermarket, he was in court today. He was indicted, as I mentioned, on first degree murder charges. And he was getting shouted down in court. Uh, Family members and people in the community are understandably outraged by this monster. And they were screaming at him when he was in court today. Take a listen to some of what happened in the courtroom.
9: Hey, you're a coward.
1: You are a coward. Boy, uh, God, if I was in there, I think I would say a little more than that. But I can understand why their emotions are raw and they are angry. And this man is a coward. He's a coward. He's a racist. He's a lot of things. And the question is, how many people saw these warning signs and ignored it? How many cracks uh, have been broken in this case? And I say that in the sense of getting the gun, the fact that they were interviewing him. State police let it go. Now we hear a 911 operator basically hung up on somebody and said, why are you whispering? You're a 911 operator and someone's saying, he's in here? And you're going to say, oh, could you speak up so you could get, you know what, so he could hear you? I mean— Are you stupid? What kind of training don't you get? You know, you clearly were not prepared. You know, this I mean, this this is unbelievable to me. And then we're hearing that now, according to multiple reports, about 15 people saw the gunman's plan 30 minutes before he went on this horrible rampage. Boy, are there a lot of questions, and we're going to take your calls later on in the hour about that. Also, by the way, uh, I was in Washington, D.C. It was such an amazing event, and I had literally uh, one of the most coveted seats, I say, in the world because I got to be among heroes. And I was there when the Congressional Gold Medal got presented to the merchant mariners of World War II. Long overdue. Boy, do they deserve it. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. I did a new podcast today with the head of one of the great Merchant Mariner groups, uh, the American Merchant Marine Veterans Association. These guys are fantastic. Uh, It is AMMV, American Merchant Marine Veterans, and they are terrific. They represent all these guys. They were there. They were a part of it. And we're going to give you a preview because what these guys went through in World War II to fight for our freedom and did not get recognized. It is so important that we appreciate our veterans, that we appreciate our law enforcement. Um, And, boy, law enforcement did a superb job, as we've been talking about, the Buffalo case because they got there pretty quickly after they finally got the call to come there and what was going on. And thank God also for that security guard who opened fire on the guy, and sadly, he lost his life, the security guard, but he you know, was opening fire and shooting at the guy over and over again, trying to stop him and do what he can to protect his people. And we are so lucky to have great heroes among us. One person who I think is not a hero is President Biden, because, boy, if you look at some of the latest poll numbers, he is really tanking. The latest numbers are showing in the 30s and 40s, depending on the poll. And basically... He has a 30 percent approval rating, if that, on the economy. I want to know who are the 30 percent who think the economy's good? Where's the 30 percent, even though that is a horrible number? Take a listen. Here is Congressman Kevin McCarthy saying that President Biden, that he just doesn't know which way is up on so many different issues.
2: Everything this president has touched, he has failed at, but he has made America weaker in that process. And we've watched the Democrats inside Congress and Senate mirror those same decisions.
1: And a lot of issues, not just the economy. We're talking about the supply chain, baby formula. I mean, my God, the list goes on and on and on where they're like saying, oh, gosh, where can we get this? Then we're thinking Title 42 may be lifted on May 23rd. The president isn't even going to be here. He's already on his way to Asia. So that shows how much he cares about the border and about the Title 42. And people are predicting that that is going to be a tsunami should that happen. And then you look at other things in terms of foreign policy. Remember this moment where he famously said, oh, Afghanistan is not going to fall apart as soon as we surreptitiously pull out. Take a listen.
4: There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy of the United States from Afghanistan.
1: And that's exactly what happened about a few days after the word got out that we were suddenly pulling out. And then here's this doozy from the president on the handling of COVID. This is him with ABC's David Muir. Remember this one.
3: We learned just before we we sat down together here that Omicron has now been detected in all 50 states. And uh, You told the American people just yesterday that we are prepared for what's coming. But three days before Christmas, if you look out across the country, you see it everywhere, these long lines, people waiting for hours outside in the cold just to get tested, to be reassured before they spend time with their family. I saw it in Washington today coming to the White House. Uh, If you go to the pharmacy, we hear this over and over again, empty shelves, no test kits. Is that a failure? No, I don't think it's a failure. I think it's, uh,
4: you could argue that we should have known a year ago, six months ago, two months ago, a month ago, I've ordered half a billion of the pills, 500 million pills. I mean, excuse me, 500 million test kits that are going to be available to be sent to every home in America if anybody wants them. But um, the answer is, yeah, I wish I had thought about ordering a half a billion pills Two months ago,
3: before COVID hit here. But we're nearly two years into this pandemic. You're a year into the presidency. Empty shelves and no test kits in some places. uh, Three days before Christmas when it's so important. Uh, Is that good enough?
4: No, nothing's been good enough. But look, look where we are.
1: Yeah, we're in a disaster. I mean, we are in an economic and national security disaster. And I keep going back. On Friday, President Biden said at the White House, quote, I am not a mind reader. You know what? You could pull a second grader off the street and they would say, gosh, if you suddenly make us energy dependent, that could be a problem, especially with a war with Russia and Ukraine. And, you know what, if you open the border, that could be a problem for national security with health, with criminals, with all these things. I mean, it's pretty logical. You don't have to be a mind reader. You just have to have half a brain. Let's go to your calls, everybody. The number tonight is 833-969-4447, 833-969-4447, and you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to line one, Sherry. Um, You know, Sherry, as I hear all of these things, I just keep thinking he just doesn't get it. And all he does is blame Putin, 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 and he's like, "I'm not a mind reader. I'm not responsible. Like all these problems just kind of came out of thin air, and he's just along for the ride." It's it's so weird when you are the president, you 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 reap the benefits if things go well, but you also have to take responsibility if they don't. Uh, Sherry, what are your thoughts about all this?
10: You're right. He's along for the ride because he's living high on the hog on our dime. I thought he's oblivious to what everybody in this country is going to as far as prices.
1: And yeah, no, you're right. you're right. You're to... right. You're right. And by the way, Hunter, did you see this today? Sherry Hunter was making, it looks like, about $11 million on a lot of these foreign business deals. I mean, that is still so fishy. Finally, NBC started doing some stories on it, which I'm happy to see because it's a bona fide topic. Um, and the president keeps saying he doesn't know anything about it, which is odd with his son on Air Force Two and all the pictures with him with all these people tied to his his son. So there's a lot there. Uh, but you're right. They seem to be making a lot more money than we know.
10: Now, let me exactly. You know, the big guy gets 10 percent. But who who in any relationship, even a friend, how was your day today? How was work? How was school? How was this? You don't, you don't discuss this?
1: Right. And he's in pictures with them. I mean, that's the other thing, Sherry. I'm a golfer. I'm not a very good golfer, but I am a golfer. All right. And I go out there and boy, because my game isn't so good, I talk most of the time. Right. I try to distract him from my bad game. Right. But he's out there and you see him on the golf course and he's, you know, hanging out with them. If he's on the golf course taking pictures with them, you would think he would say, Hey, you're related. Oh, you're working with my son. What do you do? Oh, wow. That's great. Or the son just suddenly shows up on a flight to China. Remember, he took that Air Force 2 flight, by the way, courtesy of taxpayer dollar. And so he goes there to China. Wouldn't you kind of go, hey, son, why are you on Air Force 1 today? Where are you going? Who are you meeting with? How did your trip go in China? I, I would think you'd ask that. I mean, Sherry, real quick, your reaction.
10: The same reason why his daughter's supposed to go with his wife, but she has COVID so she didn't go. But you must understand something that he, President Biden. Is the textbook definition of an narcissist, and he will never accept responsibility for anything.
1: And that is scary for the American public. Sherry, thank you very much. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 833-969-4447. 833-969-4447 tonight. That's the new number. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show.
0: This is The Rita Cosby Show.
1: And we were just talking to Sherry about the Biden blame game. Everything is Putin, Putin, Putin. And Sherry says it is because he's a narcissist, narcissist, narcissist. Take a listen. Here's a little bit of the Putin blame game by our president. The second big reason for
4: inflation is Vladimir Putin. From the moment he put his over 150,000 troops on the Ukrainian border, The price of gasoline in January went up 75 cents. Putin began amassing troops along the border. And guess what? The world took notice. And those of you who work in the business know that the market anticipated prices went up more. Then Putin invaded. Make no mistake, inflation is largely the fault of Putin.
1: Does anybody buy that? Well, it seems like a number of folks in the liberal press do. They just seem to think that Biden walks on water Like Stan, who's called on on the show, who I think uh, needs a lobotomy, too. But if you listen to basically the way things are going right now, you got to go, wait a minute. This is an American president who's opening the border. This is an American president who's not fighting to make sure that there's more police. This is an American president who is not vetting these people coming into the country. This is an American president who made us energy dependent at a time when there's a war with Russia, it's just, just, it is mind-boggling. And the numbers, sadly, are showing it. You know, I wish, A, he wasn't doing a lot of these policies, and I also wish that he had at least admitted at some point, boy, I made a mistake, I'm going to have to turn things around. And yet he is doubling down. He is continuing to talk about green energy, green energy policies, all of these things. At the height of where we are in a catastrophic situation where they're using the word R, rationing. And that is stunning. I never thought in my lifetime we would use the word rationing. This is the first time in my adult lifetime that I've heard that word where it's like, oh, gosh, we have to be careful with this. We have to be careful with that. I mean, are we like, you know, what country are we? What third world country are we? We are a first-rate country, and we should be acting like one, and we should have the economic policies that reflect that as well. The number tonight is 833-969-4447. Let's go to line three with Jimmy. And, Jimmy, it is stunning when I see his policies over and over and over again. It's like I brought up border. I brought up economy. I brought up supply chain, Uh, crime, the way he's handled it. There are so many issues right now, and it's like, wait a minute, who's who's guiding the ship here, Jim? And and why is he doing this? This doesn't; these policies just do not make sense for America.
11: Um, You hear me,
1: Rita? Yep, I hear you. Great, Jim. Go ahead. Okay,
11: okay, I have my little speaker set up here. Well. I mean, with regard to the president, I was going to comment on um, the shooting thing. Uh, no, I think we were with the president first, but I think let's get right to it and not speculate. This is by design. You don't mess things up so bad. But my one comment really about the president, you remember um, Vinny the you know, plausible deniability, walking around in a robe, pretending he didn't know what was going on. Yeah. came for trial. Yep. I think that that's all he's concerned about is that he knows that this ship is going to sink one day and he's just looking that he's going to be able to, um, you know, not take the blame. He didn't know he's, uh, you know, let's go with that chapter 25 thing, like right off the bat.
1: You're talking about, you're talking about Biden. Yeah, you mean, you're talking about Article 25. I that's, think he knows
11: what he's doing. Yeah. By design. You had a previous caller mention that. I've long or anything about it, but this is Wow, Jimmy. Do all of
1: these things. You know, Jimmy, that's an interesting thing. It's Yeah, it's it like defies logic that he's doing all of these things. It does not make sense. We're going to continue with your calls. Also talk about the Buffalo shooting and the Merchant Marines.
0: Rita Cosby is on. Show presents Support Our Heroes.
1: And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, a very powerful story coming from Capitol Hill, which I got to witness firsthand. First of all, I love the segment. You know how much I love our military men and women. And earlier this week, I had the distinct honor to be present. In Sanctuary Hall there on Capitol Hill, uh, just a handful of people, as after so many decades, so long overdue, the merchant mariners of World War II were given the highest honor, a Congressional Gold Medal. And boy, do they deserve it for their incredible efforts in World War II. Um, we have a new podcast that's going to go up tomorrow. It is called Protecting America. And I love doing it every week. And this week, I interviewed Drew DiMattea. He's the national president of the American Merchant Marine Veterans Organization. And he discussed the heroism of these veterans in World War II, exactly what the merchant marines did. Take a listen.
5: One of the things simply in the merchant marine was that oh those guys carried the beans and the bullets. Well, without food and ammunition, what do you think's gonna happen to any front line? Now, we're not even talking about modern day campaigns. We all know things are going different routes and whatnot. The necessity of that arsenal of democracy to have the manufacturing army here at home to make all the supplies. And then the fortitude of these merchant mariners to get on these vessels, not knowing where they're going, volunteering, and a lot of them lying about their ages. Prior to December seventh, 1941, the merchant marine under the U.S. Maritime Service were already in the Lend-Lease program assisting Europe, assisting England. And amazingly enough, there was also the start of the Wolfpack, didn't really come to a head until like 42, 43, our ingenuity here, and you look at again, it's a winning combination. They were certainly the vital link of having that supply chain going across both sides of the world at the same time, but the ingenuity here at home and understanding all the great resources of our veterans, their armed services, God bless every one of them, God bless the ones that still stand and do what they do with that signed check to Uncle Sam. It takes a winning combination.
1: Absolutely. And by the way, in World War II, there were about 250,000 men and women who are merchant Marines. Today, they believe there's only about 1,500 alive. And they absolutely deserve this because take a listen to the extraordinary sacrifice that this service endured. Listen they to this They were one. also the highest casualty rate of any service. Talk about The ultimate sacrifice that so many merchant mariners made in World War II.
5: It is incredible, Rita. That's that's one of the great points that a lot of folks don't understand. You know, statistics, if you look at black and white, you can get really viewed on things because it's just not that way. I don't know of any service or any archived data that's so correct. Right, But the bottom line is, the picture is, the merchant mariners did have that high fatality rate. It is absolutely unbelievable that these mariners, at the young ages of 14, 15, 16 years old, and understanding that they might not make it home with any armed service. This was an armed service to the degree of God's interpretation back then. Like you reiterated earlier, it took 43 years, up until 1988, before they got veterans' benefits.
1: Wow, isn't that amazing? Until they got veterans benefits and now here it is. This week they got the congressional gold medal way for this nation to say thank you to these guys, by the way, and gals, um, but mostly men that are now in their 90s, upper 90s. uh, One of the guys that I was with, Charles Mills, is going to turn 102 next month. He's still driving, by the way. He still drives himself. Um, and so cooks and still does all these things. He is sharper, I think, than any 30-year-old. And boy, did he and all of his comrades who were there with me on Capitol Hill. I love these guys. I had the pleasure of speaking to this group years ago. And for me to be there and watch them and their family members, I don't think there was a dry eye in the place on Capitol Hill. And it was one of the greatest moments of my life uh, to be able to do what I can to help shine a light on them and support them. And just to be among true living heroes and to see them finally get the recognition that they deserve. It goes into the history books. This is one of the most historic events. And it was just such a pleasure. I'm going to put up a whole bunch of pictures, by the way, on my social media, at Rita Cosby, uh, in the next few days. Because it was just extraordinary. I already put a couple of tweets up um, on my uh, Twitter feed, too. So you'll get a chance to see some of these guys. And in one of the pictures, you'll see Charles Mills sitting there with me along as a number of other of the great merchant marines. They are great, and it was such an honor for me to be with these great, great men. And that's what this is all about um, and what this country is all about and how fortunate are we that we have heroes living among us. Well, we are also talking tonight about the Buffalo case. And, boy, things are a mess there. They're a total Total mess. When I hear all the details, first of all, what this guy did is so reprehensible. His racist rants, his horrible, you know, vitriol, um, the track record that this guy had. It's like, why was he even getting a gun? He got it legally. There were other ones in the car. I mean, there's so many of these issues. And now we're hearing that he put up his racist rant, basically his plans of what he was going to do. And that basically attack site number one was the top supermarket in Buffalo. And then he had plans to go elsewhere. So thank God he got stopped at the supermarket, although he took so many lives at that supermarket. And this guy, I hope that they throw so many different charges against him. Right now, today, he was in court. He was uh, charged with first-degree murder. I hope it's the first of many charges that come against him. Because there should be hate crimes. There should be so many of these different crimes against this guy. Um, And this, to me, if there's ever a case to throw the book at this guy with whatever the law provides in New York... And if you can take state charges, you can take federal charges, you really ramp it up. Because this guy, what he did was absolutely despicable. He's pled not guilty. I can't wait to see what he's going to say. Uh, it was somebody who looked like me that was there. That'll be interesting to see where it goes. But today he was in court. And take a listen to some of the people shouting out. They are angry. And they were shouting out at him in the courtroom today. Hey, And they also said that it was so hard to be in the courtroom with this monster. This is one of the rabbis who is in the community who has been spending time helping some of the families there heal through this horrible ordeal. Take a listen.
10: They were stunned in silence and stillness. I mean, what do you do when the monster who has destroyed
1: your family walks into a courtroom? Yeah, boy, is that tough. And now... We're also hearing that he was circling the area. He was casing out, and there are reports that he may have been in the area and, like, checking out the lay of the land at the supermarket up to 10 times. There was someone who said that they saw him the day before. There was also a white uh, employee who said that he came over to her and said, you know, why are you working in a store like this with all these African Americans? Just this horrible, despicable vitriol coming from him. And she thought it was really odd and that he was also looking to see sort of like, you know, where the exits were. Now they surmise that that's what he was doing, that he was kind of casing out the lay of the land. Where's the security guard? Where are the exit signs? Where is this? Where is that? Um, And that apparently he may have been in the store and in the Buffalo area about 10 times between March and his killing spree. So this is a guy who looks like he was planning, he was plotting and now we're also hearing that he was also online and laying out his plans. And people that had seen him in the store, especially, are just stunned at this. Take a listen.
11: That day, he asked me, are you going to be here tomorrow? I said, yeah, because he came back here to the same spot where I bought him something to drink and shot people to look like me. It would have shocked me if I was standing there.
1: Wow. Isn't that amazing? He was there talking to the guy the day before. Isn't that stunning? And then he comes back the next day and does that. And apparently he came back a whole bunch of times before that. And now we're hearing, as I mentioned, that on this social media platform called Discord, he was on a couple of these sort of fringe social media platforms. And on one of them, there were a number of people in his group And he puts up half an hour before he opens fire in one of the worst mass shootings in U.S. history. He puts up on this social media sort of chat group, if you will. Here's what my plans are. 30 minutes before he opens fire in Buffalo. So he's on his way, obviously, because he drove 200 miles. That's how far it was from where he lives to Buffalo. So he goes there. And on the way, he stops and pulls over and basically announces it. He's also live streaming. This guy is just so nuts. And it's just so deplorable. And yet in this group chat, now there are reports that there were at least 15 people that were in that group that saw his plans. So you have half an hour If you saw his plans, again, you don't know. They're not sure at this point. Did they just click on it? Maybe didn't read it. Maybe thought, oh, what is he talking about? Or did somebody actually see it and think, oh, that's interesting or whatever. I mean, some crazy, horrible thing. And what did they do? Did anybody report it? Did anybody say, wait a minute, this guy just laid out this huge manifesto? Law enforcement, you may want to take a look at that. Imagine if they had done that. Imagine if these 15 people had done that, if they indeed did look at it, as there are reports, and saw this horrible thing laid out in every direction and just like details of here's my first attack site, here's my second, here's it. And it seemed like clearly top supermarket had no forewarning. So, what did these people do? And what do you think they should have done? I know what they should have done. They should have called law enforcement. Day one, they should have called 911. And if they read it and law enforcement can somehow prove that you read it and you didn't call, I think there should be some sort of charge against him, him or her, whoever read it. If there are 15 people that actually saw this guy was going to go open fire and maybe they had reason to believe that it wasn't just some wacky uh, play or something kooky he was writing, That they believe, and I'd be curious to see what else he wrote in this, you know, because you don't suddenly, like, join a chat room and say, hey, today I'm going to drop my manifesto to all you guys. So what else did they know about? And did any of them, when they actually saw it, do the right thing to call law enforcement? Clearly they did not. I would be curious to see, because they have a responsibility, and this kid's parents have a responsibility. What was he doing with guns? What was he doing clearly when he was talking about opening fire on a school and after a day and a half, they basically give him an all clear and then he'll act like no big deal and he keeps going to school. This was clearly a demented, racist, horrible person. And there are so many people that I think bear some responsibility in this case. And I think we got to find out there's words that the father may have bought the gun. One of the guns that was in the car. Um, at what point did he do it? And if indeed did he do that, what should happen to him? If there were people in the chat room now that we're finding out that maybe knew that he was planning this attack and had reason to believe that this guy was going to do it, that it was a real document that it was put in there with real intent. and Were they watching on live stream? That would be interesting, too, because remember, he was live streaming this horrible massacre. So did they see the plan? Did they then log in and watch him commit this crime and do nothing? What's happened to society that that would A, be acceptable, and B, there should be repercussions? I say throw the book at people like that, if indeed they can prove it, law enforcement. The number to call is 833-969-4447, 833-969-4447. Let's go to Norman on line four. You know, Norm. When I hear all this, I am just—I'm astounded. I'm disgusted. My heart is so broken for the community there in Buffalo because it's like there are so many warning signs. And uh, and Norman, there on line mm. four, what do you think should happen in particular to the people if indeed they were looking at his plan, had reason to believe that it was a legitimate plan and a real threat? Mm. And didn't do anything, and maybe even watched it on live stream, and didn't do anything. What would you? What do you think should happen to these individuals?
12: Well, if, if anybody had knowledge of uh, you know, the, the, what he was going to do, I think there is some liability. But um, yeah, Rita, I don't know this case. First of all, I, I'm a I'm a benefactor life member of the NRA. so I'm very pro Second Amendment. You know, saying this, I had a long conversation with a friend of mine who has a federal firearms dealer's license. And we both came to the conclusion laws were broken all over the place. OK, that rifle he had is illegal in New York state. Body armor is illegal. Ballistic helmets are illegal. Uh, not to mention that police involvement should have tripped the insta-check so that sale should never have gone through uh also, the, 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 this 18-year-old with no military training was able to target and shoot 10 to 12 people running around is unreal. And my last thoughts are, where were these kids? Where was this young man's parents?
1: Absolutely. And, you know, Norm, the other thing, too, is there are reports that the father may have gotten one of the guns. One of the ones, the kid mm-hmm. we know, the guy, I should say, because he's 18— and he's being charged right. as an adult. Um, but one of the guns he got legally, just like you said, it didn't trip. Um, that's That right. to me is astounding because people that are supportive of the Second Amendment, as you are, Norm, still don't want to have a loony kazuni with the gun. They want to have responsible no. people with the gun. No. But, you know, just just, okay, that body armor...
12: I mean, you, you can't I – look, I wouldn't <laughs> – I would not have buy body armor. I don't want body armor. But, you know, body armor, that's regulated. You can't just, like, up and buy body armor. He's an 18-year-old kid. How the hell did he get body armor? That should have been just the fact that he wanted ballistic plates and, and all this stuff so that he could be shot at. That alone should have had the
1: cops come to his house. I agree. And and also because originally now we're learning, you know, this case in June with him, that in that particular case, they did go check it out because he was threatening to like open fire in school and they go evaluate him. Apparently he was in some mental facility for like a day and a half, literally. That was last June. And then they give him the all clear, like you just said. I mean, who gives somebody the all clear after they make a threat about blowing up school? Even, you know, at that point, you like you just said, there should have been an enormous red flag that this kid could never have a gun. And then, just like you said, the body armor, too. How did he get body armor? And if it turns out that his dad, maybe Norman, you know, bought the gun or did something tied to the gun, uh, I, I say throw the book at that father. Throw the book at that father. If he or somebody who knew that the kid was underage. And this kid, you know, yeah, people can mask things. Sometimes they can act like, you know, like one thing to one person, one to another. This guy doesn't seem like this guy doesn't seem like he can control any of his emotions. So to me, there I think first of all, there are obviously warning signs by making these threats, but I firmly believe there are a lot of people that probably knew he had major issues and I don't think he was like a, uh, you know, like Mr. Rogers when he was at home either. So we need to get to the bottom of this. There are some serious questions. You bring up some great points, Norm. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. 833-969-4447. That's the new number to call tonight, 833-969-4447. What do you think should happen to the parents if they bought this guy a gun that he used or was going to use? Uh, There was at least in the car two guns with loaded magazines ready for bear. Uh, in addition to what he used on the supermarket? And what about the people that were in his chat room? Now there are reports that at least 15 people, according to multiple reports, were in this room when he dropped his plans that in half an hour I'm going to do X. Can you imagine if one of those people did the right thing and called law enforcement and said, hey, can you get down to tops? Think about what could have happened and what could have been prevented Throw the book at them. one 800 one 969 4447
0: It's the Rita Cosby Show.
1: I am fired up and I'm furious that now it looks like there were multiple people that were aware This guy had a heinous plan at the shooting at the Buffalo supermarket, which, remember, killed 10 people, 10 innocent lives. I just think about how horrible it is. And then when you see the writing on the wall and literally the writing in his manifesto that was posted on the social media site, apparently half an hour before that more than a dozen people read, according to reports, and it looks like did nothing. How disgusting is that? Who are these people that were reading it? What do they think? And I think each one should be investigated. I think if you see something like this, you better say something. And they could have prevented it had they called up. Uh, there are so many unanswered questions in this case. And I get so angry. And I, again, am so outraged and heartbroken for the Buffalo community. 833-969-4447. 833 833-969- 969 Four 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 seven. Uh, let's go to line one. Let's go to Pete. Um, Pete, what are your thoughts as we're sitting here hearing the fact that the guy was casing out the location? Now we're finding out that he posted it half an hour before, and that these people saw this. So what do they do? I mean, you sit there and you say, "Oh, I'm I'm going to go open fire. I'm going to go attack Buffalo." And you go, "Okay, good. Have a good day." I mean, this is outrageous.
6: Reader, I don't even really want to put this over the air, but I'm sure the lawyers and everybody already seen what I seen, okay? Now, I enhanced the picture of him. He has one green eye and one blue eye. A member of my family was in a mental institution for 41 years. If they were convicted for the crime they did, they would have done more, no more than seven. But with that green eye and blue eye, this guy was found to be abnormal, and they put him in a psych ward for uh, all that time. Now, and, and, and Pete,
1: by South. the way, by the way, I think they put him in a psych ward not because he had two different color eyes. I think they put him in a psych ward because he said at one point he was going to open fire on his school. I mean, that right. to me is a little different than uh, different color eyes.
6: Well, the lawyers, as uh, you know, you're a lawyer. And uh, you could claim that he's abnormal. So, I mean, I'm saying he, you know, might have knew what he was doing. It was intentional and everything. But they could get him that abnormal and have him put a psych ward for the rest of his life. Well,
1: that's what – and, Pete, by the way, that's where I think they may be headed. I think they're going to say that he was mentally, you know, deranged or whatever it is. I don't care. This guy should be behind bars and should pay the price this is outrageous. He should not be on the streets